Welcome to Board as Hell, episode two. My name is Jim. I am the main host, producer, etc. of the Board as Hell podcast. Basically, this episode will be just to introduce you a little bit more detail to me so that it's something that we don't have to go into detail during each episode with, since I'm going to be the only person that's on every episode. So, basically, I just want to, like I said, let you know who I am, where I'm from, uh, some other major details about me that'll take into account of where I'm coming from, what I'm dealing with, just so you have the basic history of me, and that way it'll be easier for you to follow along as we go through everything. Just a warning, there will be a trigger warning issue towards the end of the podcast regarding discussion of suicide. So I will give the warning before I go into it and give you multiple seconds to be able to back out before I go into it, just so I don't trigger anybody. There will also be a warning in the description of this episode, too. So hopefully I don't accidentally instigate any emotions or feelings in people without intending to. So basically, when it comes to the basics of who I am and where I'm from is I'm 37 years old. Born Valentine's Day, was due on Christmas, 11-month pregnancy for my mother due to stresses involving her pregnancy with me. Um, My father was killed in a car accident six months before I was born, which is why I was late. Um, And also my mother did lose her firstborn child. I'm the youngest of three. Um, And I was born and raised in Orange County, New York. I'm sarcastic smartass, but I'm deathly loyal to my friends. I will go to the end for somebody who's loyal to me. Um, I am the type that would take a bullet. I, for work, I do IT technical support for one of the largest internet providers in the U.S. I'm also a licensed pyrotechnician and have been a pyrotechnician for a decade now, as of this month, April. I also won't go into much detail about my call to center job because it's the call center job. And if you watch the IT crowd, you know what I'm dealing with because it's pretty close to reality. Uh, As far as a pyrotechnician, the things that I always get asked are, how did I get into it? Is it dangerous? Am I scared? Things like that. And how do you get into it? As far as the am I scared, yes. Anybody who does fireworks is scared of what they can do to you, and you are cognizant of it at all times. It's why you are so careful. It's why you became a good pyro. As far as is it dangerous, Yes, it can be, especially if you don't know what you're doing. I've been doing fireworks for a decade, and I still am cognizant of what can happen to me. I have been burned on a few occasions. One burn, including uh, getting so bad into the right pec muscle and skin in the two seconds the ember was on me, that it became infected and impacted. I had to go to get it packed and be on IV antibiotics for three, almost three days in the hospital. I also do both electrical and hand-fired fireworks. Hand-fired are just what they sound like. We go out there with a road flare and we light the fuses. Electronic, we use an electronic firing system, which are really expensive and not for amateur use usually. But they make it much easier to choreograph. We can also do it computerized through the electronic system where the computer choreographs everything and it's time to the second or millisecond even. 
I've done over 200 fireworks shows as far as how I got into it. One of my friends was doing it. I said, that sounds cool. How do I do it? I went with him and got hired, and I've been doing it ever since. Whether you want to do it, the easiest ways to do is find people that are around you doing it or go to a hold of companies that are doing it around you. My company, the main one that I deal with, typically stays in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. We also have a Maryland division. And I also do what's called a consumer or a class C type company, which is using the older terms for the fireworks. But that is basically what you would buy in the fireworks store, and we make it professionally fired and look much better. And that one is pretty much New York, New Jersey, PA as well. As far as who are the ones that typically do the best with fireworks, the ones that usually are the most intense about wanting to get into it and things like that are firefighters. They're the ones we have to tell to keep their heads away from the explosives tubes. Um, cops usually aren't as big, and EMTs usually aren't as big because they've seen the damage that can happen from them. As far as why I do it still... Hearing people go nuts at the end makes it worth it. You're not going to get rich doing fireworks. You're actually going to probably be just breaking even or maybe a little bit of profit for what you do each time. And then as far as my medical issues, things that are I deal with are uh, type 2 diabetes, Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, which is a heart condition of extra nerve bundle in the heart. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, neuropathy, neuralgia, migraines, degenerative disc, uh, multiple other issues, carpal tunnel, as well as depression and panic disorder. That will tie in towards the end with that trigger warning area, and I will get into that at that point. As far as the podcast goes, what my goal is going to be is one to two times per week. It's going to be a rotating cast. There won't be somebody who's on every episode except me. And basically what we're going to talk about is whatever pops in our head. It's going to be an open round table. There's no set uh, segments as of right now. There's no set discussion topics. It's going to be whatever anybody decides that they want to discuss. Everyone is on their own as far as self-editing themselves and regulating themselves. I'm not going to censor anything that's said. So you may hear very aggressive, vulgar controversial, non-politically correct language. It's just how this is going to be. So I want to make sure that you're aware of what's going to happen prior to getting deeper into this. If you heard the test episode, which is episode one, and the test, that is essentially what it's going to be. The podcast can go any time limit. I can make it go for easily up to an hour, depending on how the flow of the conversation is going, what we're talking about whether it's still entertaining to me, because if it's not entertaining to me, I know more than likely you're not going to be entertained either. So that's what's going to be essentially happening with that. The crew, the cast I'm going to pull each time is going to be mostly from the internet communities I'm most involved with, which are the Rooster Teeth Communities, which is a production company out of Austin, Texas. They're worldwide now. And fan, fellow fans from those communities, which is even where the Testisode people came from. And there may also be some eventually from the other online community I'm involved with, which is CTFXC, which is the fan group for Charles Trippy, who is the 
longest consecutive daily uploader of uh, vlogs to the internet, according to Guinness World Records. He starts year 10, May 9th of 2018 this year. Um, so that's where most of the people are going to come from. You may eventually meet some in real life people, as well as some of my long-term friends. I've had several rela uh, relationships as far as friends for over 20 years. Um, being 37 makes it a little easier to accomplish. Um, and that's essentially where we're going to go as far as that's concerned. We can also take feedback from you. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash board as hell, and there is an option either through the app or through the website that'll let you leave an audio message. Or you can also tweet me at maladies of me on Twitter, M-A-L-A-D-E-S-O-F-M-E-E -E -E on Twitter, and I can uh, respond to your messages there. Or if you have a discussion about the show, or even if you just want to talk to somebody, I am here. Feel free to send me a message. So, with all of that being said, I am going into the trigger warning discussion now. So, if you are sensitive to the topics I discussed, including suicide, although it is going to be a basic discussion of it, it will involve some other information, and I do want to make sure that you are prepared. If you're continuing beyond this next five seconds, you will end up hearing the discussion. So, feel free to bail out if it's something that will trigger you. Okay, so just going along with my depression and my panic disorders, which I wasn't diagnosed with until into my 30s, um, I will bring up the fact that when I was 17, I only had the medical condition of the WPW, the Wolf-Parkinson-White heart condition. Um, I did get to the point where I was going to uh, end my life. I'm not going to go into the method because I don't want to get it too detailed and I don't want to trigger people. But I was fully set up and I was ready to do it. And at that point, I ended up not doing it due to, right at the perfect moment, the first ever playing in my area of the song Adam's Song by Blink-182 came out. And it basically stopped me dead in my tracks, no pun intended, um, from doing what I was doing. I broke down and... I never got quite to that point since. Depression is not a curable disease. It's not something you're going to fix easily. It's going to be a battle every day of your life. I recommend people go to counseling as well as get medicated if necessary. You will not be able to beat this all the time on your own. There will be a time where you need support no matter what it is. And when you go to counseling as well as when you deal with medications it does level you more towards center, so you don't have the peaks and valleys as fiercely. Um, occasionally people still do, but it's going to help as far as my experience goes. Anything I tell you is not full medical advice, it's just my experience with these circumstances or the experience of anybody that's on the panel each week. So take that with a grain of salt. I always recommend anything we say, do your own research. Do not take it as gospel. You have your right to your opinion, just like you're going to hear ours. And they may not be the most politically correct or the most agreeable to you, but that's what this is about. It's our opinions going out. You can always respond back to me, and we can get a back and forth going with it. If it's something really important, I will try my damnedest to get the person that 
was involved and if it wasn't me, so that they can respond to it too. Even if it's just a small segment, I let them record and send to me and then we'll include. So, with that being said, um, if you are getting to those points, once again, I said, like I said, you can feel the free to reach out. More importantly, if you go, no matter where you live, what country, there is a national suicide line. There is local resources available, counseling, um, financial assistance with the health, med- mental health things, even in the U.S. here, which we all know has the worst healthcare system in the world as far as payment and such. You can get help no matter what. Um, if you... Do have any more questions about it? Like I said, I'm always available to answer them. You can feel free to message me. And now you can also um, just go ahead and tweet at me like I was saying. So that's the end of the trigger warning session. I just want to say now that this podcast will hopefully will have episode three in the next few days. It is now available besides on anchor.fm forward slash board as hell, which is the home of board as hell. It's also available through Pocket Casts, iTunes, and Google Play. What I'd like you to do, if you can, send me a message to tell me where you hear it from, whether it's Anchor or one of the other locations, just because I want to find out more about where the audience is coming from, especially as we hopefully will build it. All right, thanks again for listening to Board as Hell. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and hopefully we'll hear you'll hear from us in a few days.